Hello and welcome to Level Select, a podcast about the best levels, your favorite levels, or it could be your favorite maps, or the best maps out there. I don't know, it depends on you. Alright, I am your host, Robert Beach, and we're kicking off May with this game. And what is on our plate this episode? The kindest man in podcasting. Aziz, two-way Jerry. Um, you're too kind. <laughs> I'm not the kindest man. I am, I am the most intelligent man in podcasting. That's oh, for sure. I did, so on, on your side <laughs> of the pond, yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> on the pond, and uh, I think we, 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 you should cross even more land uh, when you cross that pond. And anyway, so yeah, we're talking about uh, Hitman Blood Money this week, which is not exaggerating to say it's my favorite game of all time at least uh, it's my i think this is literally the first game i have ever experienced quote-unquote hype for it before we start talking about the game i wanted to say like uh I, I started playing the games from the second one in the series blood money is the fourth so i just started playing the second one and the third one and literally from the very moment they announced the fourth one which is blood money uh i i've been just pouring i've been i've been going to the site literally every day just pouring over the every new screenshot they come in like and watching the trail trailers uh, the every new trailer over and over again until they release another trailer and then watch that until i get bored and then go back to watch the older trailers i think i remember they released four trailers uh for the game every one of them just typing up each level like i think the first one generally announcing the game and then the rest is just you know uh focusing on each locale and like every single time i'm just like <laughs> yes just give it to me right now so so why hitman not to veer off too too off focus but we're still talking about the franchise in general you started in two but then what just kept you there um okay so what started me on two it's a funny story that uh, I used to be a bit. Uh, I'm a little bit, a bit religious. Uh, 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 this this tangent has a relevance story. So, 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 so when I was you, so you're religious, and then you learned that um, religion is not your thing, so you went back to killing. Yes, exactly. Okay. That ex- right. That's exactly how I got into it. <laughs> no, no, I was a bit more religious in the past. So I used to go to this religious shop where they sold uh, sold. Uh, uh, Qurans, uh, tapes, um, you know, instructional video, instructional videos, all of that, st- all that good stuff. So what what they had is that they sold a DVD uh, of uh, games, quote unquote, and then one of them was the Hitman was Hitman Two, and I started playing that. Oh, it was the first. I started playing it. It was the first level. I pl- I tried to play it over and over again, and I failed miserably. I've never played a game like it before. I used to. Um, I think this was either 2004 or five. I don't remember exactly, but uh, but I, I I played that uh, CD over and over again, trying to finish that only that first level. It took me maybe weeks, <laughs> and I because wow. I never played a game like it before, and it just fascinated me. Like oh, oh I could do this. I could go there. I could wow, this is incredible. And then I finished it, and it turns out it was a demo, and I'm like no. <laughs> This sucks, and I'm like, uh, so I had to, you know, just you know, scourge uh, the game stores around us, trying to find if they had a PS2 copy, and thankfully I found it. It was like some some one of the shops that they closed down, uh, re- not recently, but they closed down a long time ago, uh, in our in the mall near our house. So I, I asked him, uh, "Do you have it?" And he literally had to dig up in his closet to find it. I was like, "Here it is," and uh, I was I was like the happiest day of my life. So I played that. I played that from, like, I think Hitman 2, I finished it, and I'm like, I need more. Then I played Hitman Contracts, and I finished it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so good. And I was done with it. I'm like, okay, I played all the Hitman games. And then they announced Blood Money. I'm like, what? And, uh, and I, I, like I said, uh, I went over the site, poured over everything that they released over and over again. So 
uh, it's I never realized it when I was a kid, but then remembering the story, and I'm like, wait, so some dude downloaded a bunch of demos uh, of uh, <laughs> of the net, and put them on a CD and sold them to in in a religious shop, and like a freaking hit that game. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's it's just funny, but yeah, no, um, that, that, I it sound like you it burned like pretty quickly. You started in like oh four oh five, and then like a year later, like oh yeah, blood money's out. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that, I mean, but it, in kids, I was uh, 14 at the time, so for me, one year is like an eternity. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, the wait for the game after Blood Money, uh, which was uh, Absolution, was Absolution, uh, yeah, was hell. But we'll we'll get into that later. But what is what exactly is the premise of a Hitman game? Oh, um, you're a con- you're a, a Hitman, uh, the titular Hitman. Uh, uh, your name is Agent Forty Seven. You're uh, from the story. You're a clone, apparently, uh, made to be the perfect killing machine. To have no emotions whatsoever, so he can, you know, pull off that uh, the perfect contract. And every, in every single game, you go to a different location and you know uh, assassinate different targets. But each game has a central focus. Uh, and two, uh, it was it it, it it occurred the events occurred after the first hit uh, hitman, where it's like oh at the beginning you're like you're living at a church and you're like oh you renounced your ways of hitmaning, and uh, but uh, a mob boss stole that stole your uh, not stole your um, kidnapped the priest overseeing your activities, and you went to kill him and then I think he killed the priest and then he's like fuck it I'm gonna go back to my old ways and he became a hitman again. And then three is a pseudo remake of one, but it's like uh, he was like he's he's, get, he's getting flashbacks and he got shot. And then four is uh, him visiting uh, like uh, two and three were, were mostly Europe because the developers themselves, IO Interactive, are based in Denmark, I think. Or, right. Yeah. So, uh, but the and uh, so the this is like Blood Money is the first time they've ever ventured into North America, and it, wow, what what an entry! And boy, did they! <laughs> oh my, it was it, it was incredible. But I mean, you you wanted to, I think you wanted to talk more about the series in general, right? A little bit, but I, I just want to set the stage of like what exactly is Hitman. Well, Hitman usually is. Um, to, uh, to explain it in blunt terms, it's just a stealth game where you just kill people in fun ways. Uh, that That's the gist of it. So in, in, you're given a sandbox where you can just go in. You have multiple different elements that you can interact with. Uh, you can... I mean, it is, it's not unlimited, but it feels limit, limitless. Uh, the choices that you can make in the games, especially in Blood Money... Uh, because it like literally every different object feels you can have it. It feels when you pick up an object, some objects have like three purposes, and then each of these three purposes can go to a two or three different paths, and it's just it's 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 brilliant. Um, unlike in other stealth games, uh, where it's uh, I mean I think I think I'm not I'm not gonna you know venture wildly into this metal gear and uh splinter cell are more linear you have one goal you just go there just not get cut hitman it feels like yeah you have one goal but uh it feels like more of a uh a rubber string if that analogy is is right you can just pull whichever direction you want you can take the longest path you want you can take the shortest path you want you can do it as as, i mean it's it's really hard to do it but you can just shoot everybody up it's 
it's not it's, uh, the the point of it is not to be as stealthy as possible. It's just like you get rewarded for it, but you just you know you you, you can play however you want. Be be the Burger King slogan. Have it your way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and like in McDonald's, I'm loving the game. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, dear. no, it's that's one of that's my why Hitman is my favorite series because it's. It's the quintessential. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the series uh, Game Maker's Toolkit by Mark Brown. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, but he he made this video about like player choice, like you know, and uh, guiding people to through these choices. It's like you know you know how a lot of developers complain, oh, not a lot of people finish the games, or like or they don't take the right path or whatever. IO Interactive is a brilliant brilliant developer. Especially through Blood Money. If you if you if you played Hitman 2 and Contracts again, you'd feel like oh, it's a bit obtuse. Like there's a lot of options, but sometimes a little bit obtuse. Like oh, they give you exclamation points. What does that mean? Who knows? It doesn't feel like the environment doesn't give you a lot of clues. It feels that has a lot of choices, but not really. But Blood Money in by itself, it doesn't. It, it gets bigger, yes, but it feels like that they hone down their uh, skill of saying, oh, we, we give you environmental clues on uh, w- how to go, what does this do, why, why, why do you do it, and how, how can you do it? And especially, like, uh, they, they, they give you a lot of accessories to the fact, like, they c- you can send weapons to your game, like, to a specific shipment, mm-hmm. to a specific area. You can go to your area, and you're like, oh, you can pick up sniper rifles, or, 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 or like, anything that you cannot carry on your person. You can... Uh, uh, buy tips and I mean it's the easiest thing to do is like oh just buy all these tips then reload the level and you, you didn't lose your, all of your credits <laughs> but but yeah no hitman is great because you use you, you don't need to be really smart but because you, you can be just intuitive enough to find a solution and you feel really smart about it even if you didn't find the most incredibly what's the word well hidden clue well hidden kill well hidden method to uh, go to your target and assassinate them, you still you still feel smart, even if you just do it not not the stealthiest way possible. But it feels like you you have a lot of power traversing through the environment. It makes the tools far more, I guess, you can say obvious and what what their purpose is to do with it. Yeah, exactly. But it also it it, it allows that like replayability. Like, oh wow, like I I can use oh, I can use this aspect of the environment to uh, dispose of the targets. And I didn't. I, I chose this other way. Like, I thought that was the only way. It's like, oh, turns out, you know, there, there is a far more elaborate way of doing things. So anyway, Blood Money, like you said, is the fourth Hitman game in the series, and it is both a sequel and a prequel to Hitman Contracts, the third game in the series. Now that'll be explained in a minute. Now both Contracts and Blood Money rely on flashbacks to set up Agent 47's current state. So, Blood Money, from what I've gathered, a lot, uh, Blood Money allows a journalist and a former FBI director to set up 47's adventures and lead, and, and lead those adventures to the present. You know, Contracts is 47 remembering various miss- missions as he nurses a gunshot wound in Paris. Now, here's the real kicker. Aziz, what is our level pick for Blood Money, and where in the world is it set? Oh, uh, even though Blood Money is mainly set in the U.S., my favorite level is set in Paris. Paris, and it is curtains down. So right away you think, that is there a connection? And then you find out, come to find out, like, yes, entirely. Contract kind of sort of is and isn't canon. 
Curtains Down is actually a prequel to the events of Hitman Contracts. In Contracts, you spend the entire game watching Agent 47 in just, just an agony over a gunshot wound in Paris. And then the actual quote-unquote game aspect is a collection of like various quote-unquote contracts Agent 47 embarks on in the past. Now, Curtains Down is the mission before 47's Agent 47's um, gunshot wound, and in the next mission, Flatline, he recovers from it. Blood Money's Curtains Down retcons Hitman contracts. In Blood Money, 47 kills the U.S. Ambassador Richard De La Hunt, and the Portuguese tenor returns to his hotel and then gets shot by a police officer. In contracts, 47 learns of those two targets, and then the third target of Inspector Albert Foreigner while nursing his gunshot wound. Now, the level after Curtains Down show 47 back in good health after the bullet wound, like I said, in Flatline, and even your handler, Diane Burnwood, who gives a, those, you know, like little, uh, little, little preambles, saying like, okay, here's your target, here's what you're doing, and it's like, oh, nice to see you're back in full health. Anyway, you gotta go kill someone, but not really, though. You wanna take it away from here? Hello, 47. We've got some business at the Paris Opera. There are two targets. The famous tenor and Richard Della Hunt, the American ambassador to the Vatican. Our client claims they're behind a prostitution ring trafficking in boys and girls from Eastern Europe. Tosca is still in rehearsal, so there's plenty of activity at the Opera House and you shouldn't be too conspicuous. Ambassador Della Hunt watches most rehearsals from his box. He travels with an armed escort, but there shouldn't be any other security to speak of. You'll get some cover from the construction crews renovating the theater for the new season. We've also left you a pickup in the cloakroom. In the third act of Tosca, the tenor faces a firing squad. That scene may provide a useful opportunity. It's a straightforward assignment, 47, but the agency's been having some problems in Paris. Use extreme caution. One of the reasons uh, I, I love Hitman, one of the reasons I chose curtain, Curtains Down is that even though Hitman has large, large levels, uh, we're going to talk about it in our runner-up, but I, what uh, my favorite levels are the ones that feel like that they're um, looping around each other. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like this environment, if you go left, and, and, and after a certain uh, time period, you, you go back to where you started. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like it's closed off. One of the things that uh, that they can do is that they can spread levels around. Like, but if you go uh, uh, one way, you have to backtrack, and it feels like um, uh, a chore to go back to it. But when they, especially because this is built uh, using an opera house architecture, so that has to feel like oh, it's one continuous location. And one of the best parts about it is that literally you can go which area, whichever area that you want. Uh, curtains. Uh, if you if you read the the wiki page or watch a walkthrough through it, you you can literally uh, you have a multitude of costumes. You can go through the peop, uh, through the basement where you can just you know the pretend maintenance to be, personnel uh, some sort or contract worker. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yes, the maintenance personnel. So the opera itself is that they sing yada yada, and then in the pivotal scene. Uh, they protect. They shoot a blank at the the your one of your main targets, and what you can do is that either just swap the weapon, or choke out the other actor, and you can do the shooting yourself, or put a bomb above the ch uh, chandelier and just blow it up and then just kill them, 
or just you know just go guns blazing and just shoot everybody in the head it's uh it's there's a lot there it's great you you do have the opportunity to uh have the perfect assassination there where it is like everything everything just seems like it was a complete accident you know with the fake gun and then you know swapping out for a real like replica gun and, and using that and then noticing like like the lover noticing from, from the uh, upper deck, and it's like, oh wait, no, he's he, he's he's seriously screwed. Like, what was something wrong with him? And then he goes down to the the, the uh, lower level to the seats and trips up. And then what do you know? He trips up in the perfect area to drop that chandelier right on him. And there you go. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it feels great. The reason it's not the most complicated level, but the reason why I love, it, I think it's the best level, is because it's. Uh, even though it's the third level, I think they should have swapped it. They, they're, 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 I think they should have made the second level mm-hmm. because it's the perfect tutorial. Because the Chile, the level at Chile, feels like that it's uh, like uh, it's not. A, I love it. It's great and it has a lot of different branching paths. But it feels too open to be the very first level, and it's like right, where am right. I going? What and that first do? level yada, felt yada. too much like a tutorial, yeah. the amusement park one, where it's just like you know, no, this is very much like you being guided through. And then, like, having that Opera House one be the, the opener to it. It's like, mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, uh, if you want to uh, go through uh, my favorite levels of the game, and I no- did notice that if they're always the ones that are, like, loop around themselves, or they feel like a small environment where you can just uh, just go kill and then come back without anybody exactly, noticing Exactly, like... You. Uh, like yeah, the California like the, the Opera House one, where yeah, they're re- they're rehearsing, so obviously they're gonna have multiple upon multiple takes. So like, you do have that part where that yeah. one the actors to do go back to their sets, so then you can you know sneak in and out of them, and you know re- replace a weapon or just kill kill one of the actors, or or you can just kill your target then and there. Yeah, exactly. I, I, honestly, I, I did love the fact that I could dress up <laughs> as one of the actors and just shoot him point blank and just fucking leave the stage. It is brilliant. And just, you know, uh, turn on the bomb and then uh, let the chandelier fall on the ambassador where he was, like, mourning his friend. Oh, like, no. Okay, so the opening to this level, this is just a, a random little, like, bit of, like, video game dumbness I, I, I just stumbled upon when I was first, like, viewing it. So the opening scene of Curtains Down is just 47 grabbing a real gum from a jacket. Now, this doesn't sound important or funny, but the real kicker is when you watch the cutscene or watch a little scene, the real kicker is he does this right after a police officer hands him the jacket and using the jacket as a visual shield for the guard to just grab his weapon. Like, okay, thanks for the coat. I got what I need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. Um, uh... I don't uh, remember exactly what, what... I remember you can mm-hmm. check your code in at the beginning of level. I think uh, what you can do is that you put some of the items that un, 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 where you had to be searched in a certain area, and then when they come back, you can just grab your stuff from the jacket and then, you know, enter right, the stage. Right, just smuggle those on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. I, I love it. Uh, one of the things I love about like like going back to it, the general game is that you have way more options. You have uh, the guns, obviously your silver bar- barrels, the famous uh, cover guns, and then you have your uh, wire, and then you have the poison, and then you have uh, the sleep drug. The sleepy drug. Yeah, yeah. You, you could just uh, <laughs> yeah, you could just Bill Cosby your. Hey, uh, your, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he is in the news. He's relevant. relevant. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, that's my spiel uh, on Curtains Down. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about it? Um, nothing entirely too much on Curtains Down, because I, I think you hit all the points like I, I would have hit on Curtains Down, because it, it, it did, you were right, and it did feel like it was, it was too, I don't want to say too tutorial, but it, it, it was definitely one of the easier levels. So it's like, it makes sense that it was put like early on, but like, yeah, yeah, like mixing the chili level and, and the uh, opera house level, it's like, eh, yeah, that would be a better idea to do. Because the opera house one, like, it looks big, but it's also like knowing what you what you can do. It's like, mm, the scope's kind of small compared to the other ones. Compared to the ones that are just, just like blow, like I want to say blow your mind, like from like a technical standpoint, where it's like, oh wow, look, look what the developers did, it did, it did with like this thing in, in this level, like, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, the, I think uh, a level uh, that you talked about uh, previously, we recorded the episode, is you better watch out the one uh, with the Santa. I think you like that level a lot. I, that, that's one of the few, few, few uh, I remember. Because like you you, you do oh. get lost in it, but it was the one one kind of type of loss where it's like, oh man, this place is so big. I mean, it kind of feels feels like a modern <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a modern Hitman 2016 type level where it's like, oh man, this, this doesn't seem so big. And then you just like wa- like waltz run into like another area of, of the um, of the level, and it's like, oh my god, like where is this all coming from? Oh, th- that's how you get the costume. That's how you get the night sword for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I love that uh, you can just go back in the cliffs and just climb and then you go to a different area that you're not supposed to go or you, you, area you can go, but it's it's just, it's, it's amazing how they mm-hmm. construct these levels where they're literally, they're like, oh, hey, you tried it. Here you go. Here's a reward for it. What? <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It wants, it's awesome. IO Interactive did seem like with the uh, Hitman series, like, no, 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 go ahead. Try, try to break the game. Like, we might reward you for it, too. Like, for try, trying to go in, like, off the beaten path. Yeah, um, one of the things, uh, uh, even though it, uh, I, I really like that ep- uh, the that uh, level, but I, I just didn't enjoy the fact that I'm like, oh hey, I can just kill this person or guard and nobody would know, like because they they fall, they literally fall off the level where nobody can see them. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like I could just you know lure people here and just kill them. Right, but again, it's like yeah, you could easily use a gun, but you know, where is the fun with that? I mean, like. I- like using yeah. like an older game for an example, like a like a more recent game for example, like Vanquish. It's like oh, you're just using it as, as like a third person shooter. Like no, you're you're supposed to like use your rocket boots to go melee people and like fucking bounce around place to place with your rocket boots and do, using your different abilities. If you're using it as, as like a third person shooter, and it's like kind of not you know like not actually like using the whole game here. Uh, one of my favorite levels was to do was that because I think I finished it in less than five minutes or even less. Uh, was uh, till death do us part in the Mississippi, where like you're you're inf- infiltrating a wedding, literally, literally you have to kill two targets. <laughs> and what he did is that you can just poison the cake, and then or p- push the dead and uh, push somebody into a grave, and you know, if, and that's it. I pushed somebody to the grave, poisoned them, literally waited to the last second, and then uh, well, as soon as like oh, he died, <laughs> people. People need, I think, they need to know a couple of seconds to notice them. But because I was literally at the exit, I, I, as soon as he was he was dead, I'm like, I exited and nobody discovered his body. So <laughs> th- that was a really fun part of Hitman. Get that perfect assassin rating, nice. 
Oh, yeah, I think it was the only level I got a perfect. Oh, actually, no, I did get a lot of perfect, but I think this is the most fun one. Where I'm like, <gasps> run, run. I was literally just <laughs> running, you know, grabbing the invitation, pushing somebody off the gra uh, grave, poisoning the cake, and then just running. And it's like, uh, I was like, oh, hold on, girl. Why is that bald man running all over the place? <laughs> Why is that bald man even here? <laughs> we don't have any bald relatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Blood Bunny has this awesome, awesome, awesome uh, dark sense of humor. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, I think that's the game that more or less like, mainstream audience did latch onto and like understand like, oh, I I get this series now. I know what to expect from this series from here from here on out. And then come twelve years later, yep. it's it's pretty much like let's do this again with like half the levels, but make the make the areas huge for even more possibilities. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy the first few levels of the new Hitman because I'm like, eh, it feels like vanilla Hitman. It's mm -hmm. nice, it's really good, but it's, I think if I could, you know, objectively say they're the, sec the second best Hitman game. But I didn't I didn't feel like I had a lot of fun with them until the uh, the Thailand level where they got a freaking Jared Leto bat and you have to kill him. <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. I, I haven't played that one yet. I just played uh, Paris and Sa Sapienza. Those two. The f oh, yeah, no. The those are fun. Those are like um, the c typical Hitman games. I'm like, oh, something crazy. I mean, not crazy, but it's like, uh, it's like, oh, evil guy, whatever, he did some bad stuff. But then, like, oh, you go to Thailand, just kill him because he's just an <laughs> asshole. It's like, <laughs> that's awesome. So earlier, I, I played a clip of uh, Diana Birdwood's um, intro to Curtains Down. I'll play a clip to the, uh, to the next level we'll be talking about here. Um, it's actually going to be Aziz's second choice. It's called House of Cards, and Diane Blairwood. No, no, no. no she's she's your handler. She's a, she's the uh, the uh, oh gosh, you could say the, the middle aged British lady talking to you to you, Agent Forty Seven, about like okay, here's your targets, here's your, here's your shit. Go go go, kill this person and or these people and get the hell out of there. Just 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 setting up the the, the entire level so so you know what to expect ahead of time. So I'll play a clip of A House of Cards. Welcome to Las Vegas, 47. There's a white supremacist from South Africa. His name is Hendrik Schmutz, who's trying to sell some DNA material and lab reports to the wealthy Saudi sheikh, Mohammed bin Faisal al-Khalifa. The sheikh is working for someone else, but we're not sure who. Our client wants to force them into the open by disrupting the deal. You've got three targets, the Africana, the Sheikh, and the Sheikh scientist, who will be there to verify the material. We've been losing a lot of agents lately, 47. Any mission could be a setup at this point. So Aziz, what made you yep. pick a house of cards? Is it just like you like Las Vegas a lot? Or you just saw some like a uh, Saudi representation or what? <laughs> Uh, part of it was yeah, but I really love. I generally love um, like when there's a Vegas scene in a movie or a club scene. Like it's, it's, I, I love those because I love the. Cr I just love seeing you know people or imagine how you know movie ma filmmakers or game designers manage crowds. And I think IO Interactive managed crowds in this level brilliantly. I mean, uh, I mean you could you could argue that A Dance with the Devil, the, the second mm -hmm. after it, they did it better. But I feel like this one is like. 
it's awesome because it feels uh, it's not just some rant it's not a crazy party in the middle of nowhere and shit happens it's just Vegas and it's like uh, just you have regular people you have rich folks you have this crazy <laughs> sultan who wants to <laughs> who wants to meet with a racist white supremacist uh, South yes, African exactly. dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, what actually this level has I think my favorite kill which is Killing the poor, poor scientist in the, in the elevator just to steal his shit. <laughs> That's it. I, I, I uh, thought so it was the one where it's like you kill the white, white supremacist and then you just take his clothes. And it's like, oh, hey, white supremacist, I'm here to exchange money for few. <laughs> it's like, yep, he fits the part completely. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, oh, he has a he has a weird tattoo on his uh, back of his head. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, no, to explain a House of Cards, uh, it's uh, imagine a very extravagant Vegas hotel made in the style of arabian nights and it has a multitude of levels oh. and you know you have you have the decent suites and you have the okay rooms uh, in e different floors and then the ground floor has the casino and uh, the vip room and all of that and uh, you obviously have the security areas and you have the uh, casino vault i guess i haven't made it that far i haven't actually seen the vault but like again going back to what i was mentioning earlier it's, it's a, you wander around and you start noticing like I've never been in this area. This has been closed off before. What new f new thing, new toys can I be in there? New opportunities can can I be explored there? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, and and uh, that's what I love about uh, the other this the Hitman games over the other stealth series. The other stealth series, I'm like, they're like, okay, I'm waiting for the opportunity. I'm gonna be a little bit passive. And uh, like for example, you can I think in Dishonored mm -hmm. or some other game, you just hide, you just hide in a crate and then wait until you get to that location. In Hitman, no, you're active. You create your opportunities. You're the one who's like, I'm making this. I'm doing this. I'm this is mine. I'll do this. And it's like it's it feels you're you're really hiding in, in plain sight, really right? Power. I mean, you, you should get rid of that tattoo if you want to really <laughs> hide in plain sight. But side. again, video game, but, you, mean, you should have at least a head of hair and no barcode. If if you're trying to go realistic <laughs> here, but. Who cares at this point? <laughs> I mean, having a bald head is great, but I mean, you could just wear whatever wig you want or whatever hat you want. Nobody, I don't think anybody pays attention to bald people in general. Well, that is true, but still, like, Agent 47, come on. Like, at least get a wig or a weave or some sort. <laughs> yeah. Or get a beard, mm -hmm. you know. Not, not, not that kind of beard, but a real beard. <laughs> Another thing, too, um... You know, like weird thing that I've been noticing like throughout the entire series, like everyone's kind of thirsty for Agent Forty Seven, because like in House of Cards there was a strong <laughs> middle-aged woman. They just like, hey, you want to come to my room and we can do stuff. Hey there, stud. You're not alone, are ya? I'm unaccompanied, if that's what you mean. Whoa. I can change that. I'm Anaka. I'm alone in Suite 703 myself. Come up and see me sometime. But she's essentially touching herself and slowly gyrates herself toward the floor more and more until she falls asleep in a room. Because <laughs> that, that's how you like get, get to like another um, floor. In that level, we're just like, okay, well, I got, I got the key for, from this drunk lady, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 if it's not the, uh, what's it called, the very last level, 
uh, not level, uh, floor. So we don't want to confuse levels with floors in this, uh, mm-hmm. in the Vegas level. Uh, when you get the very last floor, they're like, oh, n- you're not allowed because I think the whole floor was bought out by the sheikh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, but uh, you can go wherever you want. You can break into whatever floor you want, I- any room you want. As long as nobody sees you, you can do it. That's what I love about it. And But it's... Uh, it is funny, like you, to go back to your point of everybody being thirsty for in your forty-seven. You can even see that in the previous games in two and three. Like I remember in uh, contracts, there was this. Uh, you had to you say you think by accident you save uh, a lady of the night in contracts, uh, an Asian lady of the mm-hmm. night, and she just she's all over <laughs> you. She's like, oh. Want to have some fun? And he's like, no, I have a mission to do or something <laughs> like that. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, but I mean, hey, Agent 47 is a hunky dude with a deep, deep voice. <laughs> so if that gets you going, uh, more power to I mean, he doesn't talk. Hardly ever does he talk. So it's like, that's a plus right there. Hey, that's a perfect man. <laughs> For you, maybe. I don't know about me. <laughs> he's got to use his mouth sometimes. Yeah, well, if you... Uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, forty-seven, talk to me. Tell me what, what, what tell me what your fears are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but you know, that's these. Are, if you notice, both of the levels I chose are completely different levels. Like one on one is very enclosed, one is com- really open-ended. Uh, you can really go wherever you like. It's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it honestly, words do fail me. It's it's just. It really does show you what kind of developer IO is when they master both the small closed indoors locations and large scope areas. Right. That was another thing too. Like I was doing some research and I came across the um, dev diaries of uh, IO Interactive, like like right before the lead up of the release of Hitman Blood Bunny. And you know, these dev diaries ha- had this like semi advertisement videos to it, like half develop. It was, it was like half like documentary, half like advertisement t- towards Blood Money. Now, most of them were I.O. in 2006 showing you how much of a technical showcase Blood Money is, is with, with its NPCs. Look at how look at how our NPCs ignore your existence or its crowd creation on, on a PS2. You know, you know, like the, the biggest example of this is, is the uh, Mardi Gras level. With a literal oh murder of yeah clothes. yeah exactly um with a literal parade literal uh, parade sort of has it all the Mardi Gras level is is very special since uh, it's I mean Mardi Gras is about a lot of people and and that was one of the I mean that was the the main objective in in that level was to try and achieve that feeling of a lot of people. When I was programming the rest of the level, I'd walk into the street and it would just be empty. I had a sort of a placeholder sound of a crowd cheering, but I had no, no idea how it was going to look. And in the end, when we finally got it into the level, it was just, I mean, it was mind-blowing to just walk into the street and there was just people everywhere. This, the system can actually manage 3,000 characters simultaneously on the level. I've Personally, I've never seen anything like that in any previous game. I mean, we have it running on the PlayStation 2 and on the Xbox and the PC, so it's really fantastic. Oh yeah, that was that was a surprise when I started the level and I just opened and, it, and there's a huge crowd in front of me. But it really dampened my... Like at the very, the very first sight, I'm like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" But then when you walk just a little bit, you notice all these models are copying <laughs> each other. It really is a 
it really is like the Matrix, and it's like, oh my god. I mean, uh, I mean, can you blame? Like, I, I'm not gonna blame the developers and call them lazy because it's really hard to make crowds. Like, really, well, really like, hard. Well, you you try Especially, having like thousands of models on screen, but and then like, of course they're gonna re repeat. It's it's a, it's it's a PS2 Xbox 360 game, so it's like it's like. What else did you expect from the Sierra? Yeah, and it's not like an Xbox 360 game that's uh, taking all, uh, like you know, uh, taking uh, full advantage of, use of it. all it the power. It was an early, early yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, uh, like the Xbox 360 version felt like a prettier PS uh, version of the PS2 version, and that's yeah, about it. Sounds it. about right. So, like, back to the dev di di diaries. I, I noticed too, like, it also had this little nugget about IO and Hitman's future from Martin Amor the technical producer now you mentioned that you know just talking about the future like oh like what, what, what's next for hitman and then the series like i don't know it could be fun to play hitman with other live players in a big world maybe not have 100 or 200 hitmans running around shooting each other yeah such coming from uh, an online background it could be fun to see hitman Play, playing Hitman with other live players uh, in a in a in a big world, maybe not having like 100 or 200 Hitmans running around shooting at each other, but something a little bit more subtle. That would be that would be fun, really 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 fun. <laughs> so just just thinking about that, like 12 years later, it's like okay, what's the biggest fucking game right now? Like uh, I don't know, like a hundred people running around in an open area shooting each other. <laughs> oh yeah, the blo a Hitman Battle Royale. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for IO to release that. I mean, one of uh, one of my favorite modes of the last gen was Assassin's Creed, uh, the multiplayer uh, version of it. It was uh, it's a lot of fun. So, it's very similar I mean, to you that. Could oh, totally yeah. do, you could totally do a Hitman multiplayer version, but you have to be... You'd have to be like uh, either, you know, change up some of the uh, gameplay features or, you know, make it a completely different version from the main game. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they could do it where it's like, okay, you're just playing as like a random NPC in the world and like one hitman like is, is just trying to hunt you down. But I don't know. Ah, a fighter at the 13th style yeah. game. Interesting. I Actually, yeah, yeah, you you have like this asynchronous synchronous multiplayer. Like, yeah, that does seem that might work, but but also that's IO. They're independent now. They're not with uh, Square Enix or uh, you know, and all that. So it's like, uh, might be trying. Might want to stick. Wait, I think, I think they made a deal with either like one of the big publishers. I forgot. I think which it might one be it. Warner Brothers, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Some backing there, so they can continue making the Hitman games. But I digress. So my main point is that like I, like these dev diaries were, were like talking about the future of Hitman, and then progressively they, they they led to the future of IO. And like at this point, it was it was twelve years ago, and you, they they were just like recently um, bought by Eidos. IO as as a company has changed over the the past years. It's been growing a lot, and. Um, of course, when a company grows, it, that, it ha a lot of things happen with the company. Uh, it, it, it was sold to Eidos as well, and that, you know, that may have changed a little bit in the uh, in the culture of the company as well. So, um, but I, I would say that it's a it's a very friendly company, a very good atmosphere. We are just you know, a bunch of kids kids playing around with computer games, really here. And at that point, it was still they still had like a hundred devs working on. 
um, Hitman Blood Money. But knowing how, how many, you know, like how so many devs bounce around de developer to do contract work and creative directions, there would be like a lot of departures. So I, I found this uh, Reddit thread from from uh, Reddit user Forestel. Forest with like an L at the end. I, I, I don't know what, what the actual reason was spelled like that. Where they discovered that there are around seven Seven out of the 135 people at I.O. when Hitman Blood Money came out in 2017. Now granted, this post was uh, made in 2017 before I.O. Interactive um, laid off a bunch of people in 2017. A lot of the departures, they, they went in, into like excruciating detail about, about like, okay, where did this person went, where did this person went? So a, a lot of them went to Retromoto about like 17 of them. Like Retro One was, was founded in like 97 and helped form IO Interactive. After IDOS bought IO, Retromoto was reformed in 2008. So far, Retromoto has developed the game Heroes and Generals. Sounds like a free-to-play game. It probably is. I didn't do go that much to do that much research on it. But uh, a couple of the other other. Um, Publishers and developers that a lot, a lot of uh, IO devs and in, in, uh, from from uh, Blood Money went to was uh, Unity, Saxo Bank, Haptie.co, Ubisoft, Lego, and Playdead. So about like a, oh, that's it, 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 it sounds really it sounds reasonable. You, you know, like oh yeah, you get 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 the Ubisofts and you know like an, another like somewhat relatively known dev. I mean, no, it makes sense. Uh, developers are not all they don't all work in a creative space. A lot mm -hmm. of them are just people who do just general programming where they just yeah, like you said, they just go work at a bank or Lego or whatever. Right. I I, I was digging through like I, I found a couple of them. You know, just, just just reading through these descriptions, like okay, they left uh, IO Interactive to do what exactly? And just reading a few of these like uh, descriptions, it's like okay, here's one. He uh, John Roctus worked as an engine programmer. John Roctus is still at IO and worked as a render programmer slash PlayStation coder for Hitman. Okay, that's one of them. And then. So a couple of um, people who were still at IO at the time, I found um, Jacob Mikkelsen worked as a gameplay scripter. Now Mikkelsen became a lead level designer on Absolution and was principal level designer on Hitman. Mikkelsen is still at IO and recently got a chicken dinner on playing PUBG. That was another note that the user had wanted to mention. Um, Thomas Peter Thedel Newbert worked as an animator, Newbert seems to be still at IO and worked on Hitman 2017. Another one, another artist, and then another programmer, and another producer. But here's one that just threw threw me out of nowhere. Um, Simon Sunichson worked as an additional animator. Sunichson worked at IO for eight months before leaving in 2005. And working for five months as lead animator on the film Happily Never After, and then it's it's, it's end with a N. Wow! Yeah. No, I know oh, that movie. <laughs> I saw that movie. 
So Sonnenschein next worked on films with A Film, <laughs> Planet.dk, okay. and Tunes and Tales for the next few years. In 2011, he became a lecturer, and in 2016, he joined the Gentleman Broncos while also starting a comic with Happy Flyfish. And then I, I forgot that there was like wow. another detail where, where like somebody was like, uh, "Yeah, uh, like uh, it's it's." Another dev, dev just like I'm, I'm done with video games. I'm gonna start my own cafe, and then like uh, I'm, I'm gonna go back to engineering. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, when you think about it, like like one out of thirty-five, one out of like one hundred and thirty-five, you, you come to expect like they're gonna do something weird or like out there. It's like I've got ambitions outside of staring at a computer. Yeah, no, I uh, we always forget that for some people working on movies or video games or just contract work, exactly. they're just like, oh, that was the that was the nearest th- that's the thing that's near my country or near my town, and I just work there for a few years and just do my real passion, carpentry. Most some people just want to work at McDonald's their whole life, but uh, you know, to us, it's just a job, you know. Yeah, ex- I mean, sure, <laughs> you do you, man. Not me personally, but I'm just saying, like, there's, there are uh, people I mean, out whoever there. Whoever works at McDonald's. Law of averages, that's all I'm saying. So, the director, you know, the, the high-ranking people at Hitman Blood Money, at IO at the time, director Ramis Hojengard, he left uh, Blood Money to work on APB for Crytek, and eventually to find a place at DICE Stockholm as chief design officer on Battlefield 1. Ah, huh, interesting. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they're both developers in the Scandinavian area. Right, or, or like, they've got areas across the world. I mean, like, Ubisoft have, like, has, like, 30, it seems like. You can never tell if... if uh... Oh, yeah, I think Ubisoft opened a studio in Abu Dhabi. I still don't know what they're working on. Right of course now. they did, yeah. Why not, you know? <laughs> All right, anything else you want to say about Hitman Blood Money? I mean, uh, other than the fact, I forgot to mention at the beginning, but uh, you get ranked at the end of a level, and uh, depending on how you performed, uh, you, you get like, if you did well, you get a silent assassin, or you get a killer, or uh, it, it's, it's uh, but one of the fun facts that they did in Blood Money, they never did it, they didn't do it before, and they never repeated it, is that you can buy out your notoriety, you can just, like, bribe newspapers, like, you can, you can uh, at the very end of the uh, level, there's a newspaper that talks about, like, oh, what happened, mm-hmm. and there's a lot, of, like, there's obviously the main event, but there's a lot of cool, neat stuff, and the sides that you can read, and uh, you can you can just buy out that newspaper, or just buy, uh, or you know, you either like buy out the cops, or the newspapers. I don't remember the exact details, uh, but you, you can just buy out people and reduce your notoriety. So because in the next level, you you can get like a clean slate. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was another thing I noticed too. Like where it's like if you perform a lot better, you get more points, i.e., money to apply towards like newer weapons or to um, apply it to the quote-unquote fuck-up meter, the, the Norarty meter. <laughs> I mean, like, you're a master class assassin. I, like, act like it. So you use that money earned on missions to bribe civilians, chiefs of police, and acquire new identities just to reduce that notoriety by several, several oh, points. Oh, right, right, right. And it's like an overarching thing where it's like if it reaches a certain point, then it's like, uh, yeah, you lost the game or like you can't progress anymore. Like, I'm not sure what exactly is a fail state, but it was it did. It did seem like something was like, this is neat, but this could have been implemented better. 
Yeah, I, I liked it, but I think because I did well enough where I could just, you know, either I didn't get no notorious enough or I could just have enough credits to just buy them off. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, but the main point I wanted to finish off, I wanted to leave this at the end because one of the main... Everything that I talked to my friend recently and I said, oh, I noticed that a lot of my favorite movies of all time or games of all time have exceptional soundtracks and Hitman Blood Money is no exception. I think this is in my top five favorite game soundtracks of all time. Uh, it's incredible. It sets the mood perfectly. And like before, the other Hitman games, the soundtrack wasn't noticeable. Mm -hmm. It was like, it did its purpose well. It, was in, it, it felt like... Um, Nine Inch Nails inspired. It's like it's grunt industrial and grungy music, but that's it. It's like oh, just oh, you're just uh, in a hard in a hard setting. But this one incorporated choirs, uh, electro electronica, an or a full full on orchestra. Like Jesper Kid did amazingly well with uh, the Hitman games. He oh, if you uh, and if uh, if you know the name, you're like, hey, wait, that sounds familiar. He did. Oh, he also did the soundtrack for the first two Assassin's Creed games. Actually, first four up until Revelations, and then he didn't. He stopped doing it. And then he did uh, all the Darksider games, and they're all Save similar. The after, after and so on. Oh yeah, he, he's fairly prolific in, in, in the modern um, generation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he stopped doing major games for a long time. I don't remember what was his... He did Battle Chasers, like, but, I mean, uh, that's not a big deal. But I think he, I think his last major release was Darksiders 2, his last major project. I gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's, but yeah but, especially yeah. in that 360 area where it's like, oh, wow, like, you, 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 like yes, for kids. Like, when, when you think of game music, you think of him during that area. Oh, his you pronounce his name Yesper Kid? I, uh, I, I think, apologize. I, I think know. it's Yesper... It, 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 it seems like it's just just alien enough to my eyes where it's like, no, I don't think it's ja Jasper or Jesper. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to assume. I, I, I don't know. He, he could uh, be yeah. from like the deep sounds. Like, yeah, my name, my name's Jesper Kid. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, the soundtrack is incredible, especially uh, Hunter. And uh, like, like uh, the opening... Uh, like Anna Maria, like his his um, his uh, I don't know what's the word not cover of Anna Maria. What's the word composition? Remix or composition or I guess. But anyways, his version of Anna Maria is uh, uh, no, I'm Anna Maria, but uh, Ava Maria, Ava Maria. It's freaking incredible. It's one of my favorites. Whenever I wanna, uh, if I ever wanted to do like a somber soundtrack, or you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I use his version of Ava Maria like a lot. And, and it was it was used in the films a lot too. Oh yeah, that uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it's so good. It, it, I was gonna say that they even used it in the freaking Timothy Elephant <laughs> shitty movie. But yeah, no, Apocalypse and Hunter are like my favorite tracks. But it's it's all of it is in the uh, Apple Music, and you can just listen to it. Or I think it's Spotify. I don't know, but all all of the music is great. It's just it all, it fits the mood perfectly, and uh, it's just it it's, it it weaves into the gameplay seamlessly. Oh yeah, it it, it, it wasn't my. F I, I I do kind of favor Hitman's Hitman Two's Hitman Two Silent and Assassin soundtrack. Because it's it's more in your face, but Blood Money does it is more subtle. There's a lot more. Okay, so it's a subtlety or or, or just like complications. 
I mean, it's not subtle. I just uh, prefer choir mm-hmm. music in general, like when, like epic choir music, like Apocalypse or Hunter. I don't, okay. I don't remember which one exactly. I always mix up between the two. Even if, even <laughs> if I listen to them literally this moment, I don't know which one it, it is. So yeah, like it's like Jose Momos, Tati Party. Like, and you just get hyped up in the, in the middle of the it's like i'm doing a bad version of it but trust me if you listen to it I, like i remember listening listening to it in the gym and i'm like yeah and just you know just put that in your energized playlist yeah. oh yeah some good jack yeah, exactly i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Like I love it. Like because those are the tracks that they put in every every single level has their own theme. But Hunter and Apocalypse, they put them in every single level. Like especially when uh, you're in like uh, when you're in the mood, when you're in the groove, you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of the mission. I was like, it, it doesn't get like that's what I love about the soundtrack because these awesome hyped up uh, moments they don't just appear randomly they're just like when you're in the middle of a crucial moment you just go in and then it starts playing you go yeah this is this is my jam and i, I love it so is there an ending song you want to play i'm assuming it's one of those two uh no those are great uh, to play in between but i think to end uh on ava maria would be perfect and on ava maria okay gotcha i was gonna open with it oh oh oh, oh. Actually, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Are you going to cut this out? or Cut it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, no. I'm just going to say because, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to re-listen to the soundtrack again and give you my final verdict. I mean, you're, 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 the, you're the editor in the end, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that makes sense. Ava Maria would be perfect to enter the, to start the podcast. I gotcha. Hmm. So, Aziz, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to pimp? I mean, you could just uh, start with follow me on Twitter if you want to see all of my spicy, spicy takes <laughs> at the number two, and then way as in the road, and then Jerry as in the name or the mouse, as I usually say it. Uh, you, I have a YouTube channel uh, too, but the not, you, you have to spell out the number T W O Way Jerry Productions. I, I, I do a lot of my filmmaking stuff there. And is, is uh, that where your yeah, short film is at too? Right. Uh, yeah, I did a short film uh, a while ago. Actually, uh, I, oh, thank you actually reminded me. You can see on my YouTube channel, I did a dumb uh, one-minute uh, short when I was at UCLA uh, four years ago, and I used Ava Maria in, one of the, in that video. <laughs> no shit. Uh, thank you for reminding wow. me. No shit. Oh, my. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, this obsession with Hitman Blood Many just goes deep. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Any other plugs? Um, uh, fo- uh, you guys go to PM- pitchhead.com slash PMV. I know you should do it, Robert, but uh, I want because I'm a I love this podcast, I love this network. These people, uh, I'm not saying this because these people are my friends. Uh, if I if, they, if it's because, if it's, I, I usually don't deter from recommending my friends because everybody's gonna say they're biased, but trust the PMV makes good content, especially with Robert on board as a producer. He uh, these the, these guys do good stuff. So, yeah, uh, throw a buck uh, to these guys. Patreon.com slash PNB. There at the $3 level, you can get a bunch of bonus content as well as all of our PNB stuff from the network, Grind Forever, regular PNB shows, and so on. Just all in that Patreon feed. So give it a shot for $5 and beyond. You can gain a spot on the show yourself if you want. If if there's like a particular game with a particular level you want to... I don't know, talk about it for 10 minutes or an hour 
I don't know, I'll sit down and listen to you, or you have an RPG you really want to talk about. You can get with Dylan or Trav for a grind forever there. But thank you very much, Aziz. You've been a wonderful host, and tune in next episode where we will find out the best hand in solitaire. Sweetheart, how'd you like to feel a little watt power? This PNB Network production was brought to you by Aziz 2A Jerry, Wes, and Hannah Temke.